This is Radio Maria. A very warm welcome this morning. I'm Edmund Zengeni and this is Just Life. And in the studio, or online rather, on a Google Meet, thanks to the wonders of technology, we have a, uh, well, it's not the first time he's been on, it's the second time, but it's a voice that you may have heard before and may well hear again in the future. This gentleman is... uh, well, he's been working very much within the field of family and uh, leadership in the family and forming character and raising children in virtue, which is a good thing today. So I'm very pleased to have on with us Chiro Candia. Hello, Chiro. Yes, hello, Eddie. Good morning. Thanks um, for joining us this morning. You know, it's wonderful to, to, to meet with you again. Yeah, um, it's brilliant. Where, where are you speaking from right now? Well, I'm speaking from Purley, um, Greater London. That's where I'm based, um, but traveling a lot recently. Um, but no, but t- today I'm, I'm in London. Yeah. Okay, great. And uh, tell us the reason why uh, you're on air this morning with us. Um, well, um, so today, in effect, Eddie, uh, marks the launch of a, a new weekly program called Pro Parent. That's going to start next week on Radio Maria. I think the slot that I've been given is, is, is maybe around 3.30. That's um, right. Um, on, a, on a Wednesday, I believe. And the program will be a 10, 20 minute deep dive each week into the heart of family life. Um, And as I do with the physical hubs that I I run across the country, what I want to do, Eddie, is really walk alongside our listeners who are parents, offering some guidance, some inspiration, and and maybe a little bit of fun along the way. Great. Can you just give us a a brief sketch of these physical hubs that you you organise across the uh, British Isles? Yeah, so I, I mean, it's been a bit of a whirlwind, I have to tell you, over the past um, year or so. I've been setting up parental hubs made up of six to eight couples, and these hubs can run in people's homes. Um, they sometimes run in parishes. And what I do is I, I, I go along to the hubs um, every three months or so and give a short talk on some aspect of parenting or relationships. And, um, and then we have a question and answer session. Each hub um, is led by a couple who have shown that initiative to bring other couples along, perhaps their friends and, and so on. Um, so within that, that intimate environment, if you like, of, of, of friends, um, you know, we, can, we can go along the journey of parenting, really. And, and so there are many talks that I give. Um, um, so they're in fact up to um, five cycles, 20 sets of talks overall. If, if there is a hub that actually wants to go on that long, maybe they'll get fed up um, before, before we finish the full um, set of cycles. But I'm there to, to accompany them um, along that journey. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. It must be quite difficult to, to put everything into sections and... Uh and lengths and how long you should talk about a certain issue and how does that segue yeah, into the next? I remember, yeah, I remember, Eddie. I mean, I've been a, a head, former headmaster for 25 years, um, seven children my own, um, the, the eldest two are married, um, and dealing with thousands of, of, of couples over the years, really. But, you know, during my time as a head, I was dealing with those parents at the school, and I have this, this wonderful opportunity of, of going out to all sorts of places. So the hubs are running in, in Galway, in Limerick, in starting um, one or two in Dublin soon, going up to Scotland in a couple of weeks' time. There are four hubs that um, we're running there in, in Glasgow, but then Manchester, Birmingham, um, all around the home counties, Cambridge, um, Dartford, I mean, everywhere, really. Um, so, and, and what I'm also trying to do is to set up a few online hubs as well, because I recognise that there are sometimes there are couples who 
can't join a physical hub because of, of the, the, ge the geography. Um, it's very hard for them to, to, to get to one of these, um, these places. And so, um, in fact, at the beginning of December, I intend to launch an online hub, a nationwide online hub, where I can bring together couples from places, um, I mean, there's Middlesbrough, Leicester, Bristol, where it's a little bit harder to run the physical hub. So we're going to bring them um, all together into this online hub. Wow, that's great. That's great. So um, how long have you been doing these, uh, these hubs now? Well, uh, for a year. Um, so I've been doing it for a year. So I stepped down as headmaster last year um, in 2022, very much with this idea of, um, of starting up ProParent, this organization to run these hubs. But alongside running these hubs, I also give talks in parishes. So on Sunday, I gave a talk in a parish in, in Twickenham. This Thursday, I'm going to St Boniface in Tooting. Does anybody who lives in the Tooting area, you're very welcome to come along. Mm -hmm. um, and so that talks at 7.15 um, in, in the Tooting area. So I'm giving a talk there. Um, so yes, as well as, and, uh, as, as, as running the hubs, I, 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 I give talks in, in parishes and elsewhere. And I'm also an educational consultant for um, an, a trust. So I work um, with teachers who are teaching 15 to 18 year olds to develop, design and implement a, a life coaching mentoring program for 15 to 18 year olds. And, and it's great working with that age group as well. Wow. So, so very busy. Yeah, very busy. no, it sounds yeah. like it. So how do you start up a hub? You... Yes. Good question, Eddie. Very good question. Um, so the thing is, what I haven't been doing is, is doing this top down. So I haven't been, you know, kind of just throwing out the net and, and finding out who, who, who could be a lead couple. Because what you really need to do is to find a lead couple who are going to, to bring their friends and, and, and really make the thing happen. Um, so I haven't been looking for people. People have just been coming to me really through friends and, and contacts and, and so on. Um, so um, a lead couple will come to me and say, look, we'd like to start a hub in, in our area. Then I'll have a Zoom with them, perhaps one or two of their friends. Um, and and that will be it really. Then it's just the question of scheduling. But it, it's, it, you know, that, that's the challenge, really, because most of the hubs run on a Friday, Saturday or Sunday. Um, so trying to squeeze the hubs in is a bit of a challenge. And um, that's why I'm thinking of, of, of doing more online um, hubs, really, to, um, to, to, to try and reach out to as many people as possible, basically. I understand. Great. And tell us a little bit about this, um, these, this program, this series that's about to start. How is, the, how is that structured? Well, I mean, you know, I suppose besides the usual insights on parenting and relationships that um, you know that, that I've been really covering in the in the hubs, you know, I also want to use the opportunity of the of the program to to keep my finger a little bit on the pulse, if you like, you know, and and over time we're going to chat a little bit more about the the family topics making waves in the media at the moment, and perhaps even suggesting some family friendly reads and films, and and just sharing thoughts on navigating the the whole of you know the whole area of family life in today's world so really what i want edit is for it to be a little bit like you know sitting down for a, for a cozy kitchen table conversation um, about family but just broadcast over the airwaves yeah sure no that sounds great that sounds great sounds like a very uh well very worthy cause and it sounds like a very intimate idea as well that um bringing people together certainly as a married man myself and a father of three, three boys. Um, I think every couple needs some guidance during their marriage, just to yeah. uh, just to show them the right ways when um, when they feel like you know things are things are getting difficult. Mm. No, I well, there's a lot of confusion out there, and this is 
partly why I'm doing what I'm doing because you know I, I've come across many many couples who are you know, reading all sorts of books, going onto social media, um, covering you know all sorts of, of areas, and then being confused about how to raise their kids. Mm. It's um, not easy so these days, is it? It, it isn't. It isn't. And, um, and 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 so what I want to do is to is to, to promote that confident parenting, really, where where I can share with them those insights that that I've gathered over the, the years. And this is not the Chirocandia methodology right. um, or, or or anything like that. What I'm doing is 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 really um, talking about those time tested ideas, those good relationship and parenting habits. Um, that, that that parents have, have have adopted down the ages, really, and saying to, to parents in today's society, look, these things work, right? Because fundamentally, we as human beings haven't changed. You know, we still, you know, our human nature is what it is, mm. and um, and so and so rather than um, you know, kind of be confused by everything that's out there. I want to, I want to, to support them and to, and, and to help them. Mm. Yeah. Of course, obviously with um, technology, mobile phones, my eldest now mm. going to secondary school. Yeah. Don't know what it's going to be exposed to there, by whom, how. Yes. Um, yes. Things yes. Are, are very different than when, uh, than when we were growing yes. up. It's a really good point, Eddie, because, you know, maybe when I was, so I'm a generation X, right? So 53 years of age. And I think you're, you're a similar yeah, age as basically, well. Basically, yeah, a couple of years younger, but yeah, we're there. Okay, you're a babe. And, um, and so when, when I was growing up and there was a, a bad idea, you know, first of all, somebody had to, to write it in a book. And then that book needed to be printed. And then that book needed to be circulated. And then a lot of people needed to read that book for that idea to take hold. Exactly. It took a like. lot longer, didn't it? Or... It took a lot longer. Whereas now, let's face it, I mean, within minutes, you you know, on the TikTok and Instagram platforms, you know, some poor ideas, bad ideas, dangerous ideas sometimes can 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 literally whiz around the world in minutes. Mm. Um, so this is having a big impact, really, on the way parents are raising their kids mm. and what children are being exposed to and at what age yes. they're being exposed to it as well mm. 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 look i'm not anti-technology i mean i you know as a as a uh, as somebody who's collected the 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 world cup panini um a sticker book collection from 1970 where would i be without ebay you know i mean where would i have got the um um, the, the, the stickers to complete my, my collection, but but I think the issue the issue here really is um, is is we need to we, we need to be in control right in yeah. in the family we we need to filter these things you know we need to uh, to, to not, not become overprotective of our children but we need to protect them right and um, and we need to take a lead we need to be leaders in our in our homes when it comes to to, to these sorts of things. Mm. No, absolutely. I'm trying to get my kids, well, I'm at, I am getting my kids to read more books, you know, mm. spiritual mm. content, like the spiritual mm. classics, and spend less time on the on the screens. So, very good, uh, very good. Well, it's an interesting one, Ed, isn't it? Because um, you know, when it comes to, to, to books, whether it's good spiritual reading books or just the classics or, mm. or even some of the modern books, you know, some really good modern books out there as, as well, mm -hmm. um, you know, that, that, that sometimes we need to just help our children be bored right? yes but we're so worried about entertaining them i mean it, actually if we bit of boredom goes a long way <laughs> yeah i mean when if you we can switch off um some of the, the electronic media um you know boredom will lead them to reading books or even or even picking up a hobby um my or, eldest or going on a bike ride that's right yeah. my eldest he almost got a detention the other day for something he didn't do uh -huh. and i said patrick look look at it this way you'll be on your own no one to disturb you. You'd have 45 minutes. Take a rosary. 
<laughs> use the time to be yeah. with God, you know. Yes. So yes. Um, these times yeah. on your own are important, yeah. you know. Yes. Um, yeah, quiet times. Yeah, quiet mm. times. We need those quiet times. Yeah. And um, you're not going to get that uh, if you're constantly engaged yeah. on, a, on a telephone. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, this is it. I mean, you know, we live in a world of noise, let's face it. And what we need to do is we need to turn down that noise and we need to get onto the right frequencies. Let's put it that way. And mm. um, there are too many frequencies and, and it's confusing a lot of people, young people. Um, so switching off from some of these things means that, that we can... We can we can rest we can rest our minds also rest our souls right so reading but you know these times don't need to be quiet times I think you know a family going out for a walk in the park fresh air you know on a Sunday after mass for example without any screens right without any screens that's a, that's a moment of relaxation right that's when we can we can rest and we can we can you know really develop a sense of who we are you know our identity i mean fundamentally we're all children of god and we can re we can we can reflect on that but you know that that mission in the world that we have as mothers and fathers and and you know and our young people as they, they grow up you know, they, they, what their their vocation may be um you know what 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 slice of the cake god has given them yeah. in this world really yeah. to but you know when are they going to discover this you know they're going to discover this through moments those quiet moments as you say eddie you know maybe in prayer or in, in times of reflection but also in those noisy moments spending time with their family um you know uh, going out on day trips and at meal times and and doing a few chores around the house you know these are all moments when um when 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 children can discover and parents discover who they are yeah i think mm -hmm. one of the main differences is we as you were outlining earlier on this morning we grew up in an age a pre-internet age you probably still remember just three channels on the tv mm, and mm. that was it and um but the, our kids or at least mine uh, were literally born into this uh, technology technological mm. revolution so mm. i'm assuming mm. their, their brains are sort of wired differently if they're into that social yes. media thing as a part of everyday yeah. life they just take it take it for granted so um teaching them to pull back i think is um yes. is even more necessary it's even more needed now than ever Mm. Oh, completely. And I think there's no doubt that, you know, the smartphone in particular has changed the rules of the game, really, because you know, when I, I think what the first iPhone maybe came out in 2008 or yeah. nine, something like that, really. And I, you know, given that we're in 2023 now, um, I, I think there hasn't been enough research really to, to establish exactly what the impact of all of this is going to be on our kids and, and on ourselves as well. I and mean, this is not just a, a child problem. This is an, an adult problem as well. And, mm. and, and, um, and so we're, you know, we're, it's going to take a while for it really for, for, for social scientists and, and, and others to, to really understand the impact of, of this. But, but fundamentally, uh, you know, for me, the, the, the difference, or at least anecdotally, as a, as a former head, headmaster, I could see um, the, the, the problems with addiction and, and identity and, um, and, and you know, all sorts of, of problems that, that this was leading to. But, but fundamentally, the, you know, the, before the smartphone, before the, um, that they were introduced. We had a PC, a terminal that you could go to, you could work on, play your video games, maybe sometimes play, play for too long, but then could, you could walk away from it, really. You know, it was something that you could stand up from and, and turn your back on. Whereas now with the smartphone, the problem is that you can't walk away from it. Mm. It's there the whole time, mm. really. And, um, and this is having a big impact. And, and um, as I say, lots of people have their views on this. I have my own personal views on this, but I, I think more research needs to be done in, into how this is affecting young people. Mm. So do you think young people now are more confused than say we were when we were growing up back in late 80s, early 90s or whatever? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, well, I think confused. I, 
I mean, I suspect, I suppose, you know, when you and I were growing up, Eddie, you know, we, we, I'm sure you were the same. I, I was a real rebel, um, you know, kind of really um, pushing against all my, my, my parent parental lessons <laughs> of right and wrong that they were trying to teach me. And I think, you know, that, that rebellion is something which is, um, which is, which is part of growing up, really. I mean, some kids, some kids rebel, some don't. I mean, I don't think every teenager rebels, but I think since the time of Adam and Eve, on that road to independence, if you like, kids have always rebelled, right? That's normal. That's natural, right? That's that's biological. Um, you know, our kids' brains are, are, are developing, and hormones are surging, and all those sorts of things. Of course, really. but, yeah. but I think what's, but what I think is different now, is that that rebellion is becoming. Is, is becoming more long-term, really. So whereas maybe right. in the past, um, in your early 20s or late teens, you'd come back to those parental lessons of right or wrong, I think that, that in some cases that rebellion becomes definitive, so it becomes a rejection right, of those parental lessons of right or wrong. And you or, stay like that, you mean? Or you stay like that, right. yeah, you stay like that. Or or you come back much later. So instead of, of, of coming back, as maybe you did and I did in, in our late teens, early 20s, now it's maybe mid-20s, even 30s, um, once people start having their own kids and they're having kids maybe a little bit later and, and so on, and they're coming back to, to, to some of these things. So I think, I think it is different. I, I don't think that what we're experiencing now and I gave a, a talk on, on Sunday, um, as I mentioned, in, in one of the parishes in, in, in the Twickenham area. And I, I talked about this teenager thing, really. And, you know, this teenager thing is a modern product. <laughs> I mean, you know, up until probably, um, you know, the 1940s, Second World War, um, you know, most, most, there wasn't a teenager thing. Yeah, the word didn't children exist, really, really, did it? Yeah. Well, I mean, exactly. I mean, it's, it's a kind of modern construct, really, um, the teenager. Um, and so teenage, you know, children of that age, it was a great thing for the farmer to have his kid suddenly develop the muscles and, and be strong and help out around the, 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 the house. Um, you know, he wasn't talking to his, to his friends on the other side of the fence saying, you know, I'm having real problems getting my, my, my 15 year old up this morning at six o'clock, you know, he wants to stay in bed, you know, it must be that teenager thing. I mean, you know, this wasn't happening yeah. really uh, before the second world war, but, mm. but I think post second world war, I think things have changed. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not a social scientist, so I'm not sure, um, you know, exactly what all the, the reasons behind it are, but, but I suspect money has something to do with it in the sense that, you know, once teenagers, maybe post second world war, started having money in their pockets um, and, um, and, and, you know, then decisions on how to spend that money and how to get it. And, you know, I mean, all sorts of things. And I, I you know, this just wasn't an issue really for, for, um, um, for, 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 for people in previous generations. But yeah, I do think money is an issue because then once they have it in their pockets, how are they going to spend it? What are they going to spend it on? And then, and then it kind of opens up all sorts of, of, of different avenues. Which really. it did. If you look at the trajectory of it, you've got, Second World War, and before that, like you were saying, kids grew up pretty quick and they were out mm. earning and helping their families. And then after that, it, uh, there was this uh, sort of like, the, even in the 50s with music and film, it was this bit of, bit of rebellion. And then that just snowballed into the sexual revolution of the 60s. Exactly. Um, yeah. And we all know where, where that's led us. And uh, yeah. so you yeah. can kind of um, see, the, see the history of it and where each, the money, the economics sexual revolution where they all kind of connect into each other and um yeah and it's interesting that the children have got all this information yeah but they're more confused yes you know yes. it's a bit ironic exactly. if you think about it you thought you think information doesn't equate always to knowledge and knowledge doesn't always equate to uh to wisdom 
Yeah, no, I agree, Eddie. I mean, when you think that we're living in a, a time of such rapid technological advancement, you know, when, um, you know, but but it's not just that. When you consider that now, I don't know, um, values like freedom and tolerance and equality, these are really important now, right? I mean, even more important than they were in the past. And yet, how is it that with all this, this technological advancement and then all these these values like freedom and equality and tolerance, you'd think we would be the happiest um, you know, cohort in, in human history, mm. really. Mm. Um, <laughs> and yet quite the opposite, mm. quite the opposite. I think, you know, th th there's more mental stress and more you know, kind of general unhappiness um, than there's ever been before. And you think it just doesn't make sense. Mm. How? Mm. Mm. How? So I have to, you have to go back to our original roots, which is what you're, what you're all about and what you're, you're going to promote here on Radio Maria. Correct. Well, look, Chido, maybe this is a good point um, in the programme to have a little music break. Now, um, okay. what we do, we always ask our guests what music they'd like to play. So what's your first choice uh, this afternoon? So, Bette Midler, Wind Beneath um, um, My Wings. Um, I thought this would be a, a good way of... Um, um, basically, well, it's just a kind of quiet salute to strength and support, really, in, in the home. Um, so I thought it'd be a nice, um, a nice one to have. All right, let's hear it.
This is Radio Maria. A very warm welcome back. And you've been listening to Just Live. And we've got Chiro here on the line. And he's been giving us a very interesting talk about, uh, well, about his evangelization, I guess you could call it, is mm. in, in, in leadership, in family, a very important and uh, fundamental issue, especially for today, raising young Catholic children forming character and raising children in virtue. Even the word virtues, you don't hear that often enough these days. No, it's, it sounds a bit old-fashioned, old well, doesn't I love it, really? It. It's beautiful. Um, yes. Yeah. It well, back I mean, virtue... to a time when, you know, a man was a man and, you know, he took care of his business and his family, right? <laughs> yes, well... It, I mean, certainly, you know, these are time-tested um, ideas, teaching virtue. Um, and, but, you know, if people don't like the word virtue, we can use the, the phrase character strengths, you know, strengths of character. That's fine. That's okay. I'm happy with that. Um, but I think it's, um, it's good to talk about virtue. In fact, virtues um, really, for me, are the, the blueprint for raising our families. Um, you know, that, that, that's the roadmap. You want a roadmap? It's the teaching of the virtues. And that's what I'm going to be doing, Eddie, in the, the pro-parent programs. Um, really, certainly in the first couple of episodes. So, um, um, if, if listeners, if you'd like to find out a little bit more about building a strong family culture, which is virtue focused, then the first few episodes um, are really going to be focused around this. Because for me, this is the bedrock. Then all the other episodes, everything that I'm going to to cover, really needs to start with this. It needs to start with um, um, with a, with a strong family culture focused around teaching virtue. Great. Well, we really look forward to it. So uh, mm. tell us more about, uh, give us a little, give us the sizzle, not the steak, as they say in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let me, let me explain to you a little bit about the, the, the kind of hilltop perspective of, of what I want to try and achieve with the, the pro parent um, program. Um, you know, it's, I mean, it's a funny thing, you know, we'll spend weeks, sometimes months um, digging into the best car deals, um, you know, p planning out our career moves. You know, plotting out every moment of our dream holiday, you know that kind of thing. But but when it comes to the to the grand adventure of family life, you know people give it so little thought really about how to bring up their children, how to make the the the, the best of their marriages, and and so it's a real journey we embark on as as parents, and and because you know we want to be travelers in this journey and you know heading towards a destination point and not just wanderers you know not just wandering along the mountain top trying to figure it out you know we need to ded dedicate quality time as parents to, to think about that game plan and how we're going to to achieve it because otherwise we can easily fall into some of the the the, the you know the, the burnout or, or the despair eddie that we were talking about um earlier really and um <clears throat> You know, and for me, it's a real heart tug. I mean, I've been wandering around, let's say, the country talking to, to lots and lots of parents. And it's a real hug, heart tug when parents who've, who genuinely tried to, to lay down strong values and principles, you know, find themselves wondering, where on earth did, 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 did the train go off the track with our 15-year-old? You know, where do we miss a step? You know, perhaps this 15-year-old as a, a five or six-year-old was cuddled up on the sofa um, you know, we were reading a book with him and now he's, he's, he's there in his room the whole time, comes down to raid fridges and, and, and so on and so forth. And we never speak to him. He just grunts and groans. Um, and it's moments like this where self-confidence, um, where, where, where parents, you know, where their burnout is, is a real possibility. You know, in the ancient wisdom, um, there's an ancient wisdom in the, in the book of, of Proverbs. I think it's Proverbs 24, which offers hope. And it says that for a home to be 
to be truly stable, three elements are indispensable. And I know, Eddie, these, these are three elements which are dear to your heart. Right? And, and so the book of Proverbs talks about knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. So this is what's required for a home to be truly stable, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And what I want to do through the ProParent program is to share some of the knowledge, some of the wisdom and understanding that I've acquired over the years as a headmaster, as a former headmaster and, and father, really, so that you can fill your home with, with peace and stability. This sounds awesome. And Eddie, yeah, well, <laughs> um, well, like we were talking about this during the break, Eddie, um, about some of these ideas. And I know wisdom is something that, 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 that's really important to you, right? I try and make it one of my priorities, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In fact, there's this um, age-old image of wisdom um, that comes to mind of the, of the, the, you know, that seasoned general on top of a hill, and he's he's looking down at all the kind of the battle, the skirmishes below, but he's got this kind of 360-degree view, right? So he can see all the troop movements and um, you know where where the ambushes are, are coming, you know, every opportunity. I mean, he sees it all, really, and. So I'm not suggesting, you know, we put on our armor and, and kind of prepare for battle, really. No, no. Family life is a great adventure. It shouldn't be a battle. It should be a, a wonderful adventure. But I think there is something to be said about this overarching perspective of family life. And, you know, if we could, if we can develop that sort of panoramic vision, a bit like that general on top of the hill for our family's journey, you know, what a powerful weapon we would have. And yet what I see, again, you know, Eddie, we were talking a little bit about some of the problems um, that parents are facing. What, what I see is, is not parents at the top of the hill, they're down at the bottom, they're in the foothills, they're at the, you know, the base camps, they can't see the bigger picture. So they're just fighting with, with the skirmishes, uh, you know, down below, really. Um, but we want parents to be on that hilltop. We want them to see the, the, the potholes. We want to see that, you know, we want them to, to, to see the bigger picture, really, and to see all the forces that are working against them so that not only can they, they defend themselves, they can go on the attack, you know, because we want our children not just to, 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 to survive in the world you know, when, when they grow up. We want them to, to conquer it. Yeah, we to, want them to, to prosper, yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. So it's not just about defence, it's attack. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm using this, this battle analogy. I'm not sure. Well, how, it is a spiritual battle really. in one sense, isn't it? It right? is a spiritual it's, it's, battle. It's good against evil fundamentally. And I love the metaphor you used there of the, of the general looking over the, like, the bird's eye view of how the family should be run and guided through, especially as a parent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I think having that elevated perspective, looking at the bigger picture, um, really is 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 what is what helps parents to develop that long-term vision um, in terms of what they're trying to do as primary educators and then when you've got that long-term vision when you've got that hilltop perspective then it's much easier to, to kind of stick through 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 it you know stick with it through thick and thin when all the problems come yes of course they're going to be moments of doubts they're going to be minor and major setbacks but total burnout no you know, not not for, for parents who've got that hilltop perspective, not for parents who've got that clear mission, really. Because what they do is these parents, Eddie, they, they bounce back, they re-energize, and they're more determined than ever, really. Um, yeah. So thinking about, you know, why why is it sometimes that, that, that parenting can feel so challenging, really? So, you know, we've got this hilltop perspective, but why can it feel so so challenging? I mean, one one reason why I think it is, and we've already touched upon some of the reasons already. We've, we've looked at the role that technology has to play um, and so on. But just looking at one or two two ideas, um, you know, as we kind of 
approach the, the, the end of this program. And, and I think, first of all, we need to understand human nature, right? We need to understand, you know, if we're going to be that general at the top of the hill, at the top of the hill and, 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 and understand the battle that we're engaged in, we need to understand human nature. And, you know, we, you know, so with our kids, you know, our kids are human, right? So we all have that internal compass, if you like, moral compass, to pointing us towards the good. But we as adults, as we know, we're, we're prone to those, those detours that tempt us to stray off course. Um, you know, if Adam and Eve struggled to get it right, why are we surprised? Yeah. But then why are we surprised when, when, when sometimes we, we have to remind our children as well? I mean, sometimes I used to see mothers crouching down in the playground, looking at their children eye to eye and saying, right, I've told you a hundred times, right? Um, you know, this kind of frustration building up. And I used to think to myself, well, imagine you and I going into the confessional and, um, and the priests, you know, at one point saying, sorry, but haven't, haven't you come to confession before? I mean, haven't I told you a hundred times to stop doing X, Y, or Z? You know, the fact is we are human. So our children are going to fail. So we shouldn't ever um, we should we, we certainly never give up on them, but let's not be surprised that 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 we need to find the energy to keep going and and, and to, to keep reminding them. But I think you know another reason is is that you know we, we can sometimes be the obstacle. You know we can be the, the challenge, and and I think it's sometimes humbling for parents to admit this. Yeah, um, I mean I used to have this phrase when parents used to come and and see me in my office with you know some some issue or other um, relating to their children, and I used to say to them, look, before we point fingers, before we um, we, we look out of, of the window, right, at some of the external factors behind what problem your child has. You know, we need to look in, in, in the mirror. We need to look in the mirror. We need to take a good long look at the mirror because, because our parenting approaches and decisions, however well-intentioned they, they sometimes be, that uh, they may be, some, they, they don't always hit the mark. And, you know, we, we need to, to be humble and, and realize that, that, that sometimes the problems are not out there. You know, it's somebody else's child, it's, it's the teacher, it's the school, it's, yeah. So all of those external factors have a part to play. But we also need to reflect on our parenting. We need to reflect on the decisions that we're making. We need to reflect on, on how united we are as a couple. And so these are all the themes that I'm going to be touching upon in, the, um, in, 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 in Pro Parents, Eddie. That's great. I mean, awesome. I cannot wait to hear these programs. It's like, you feel like well, I just feel like you're unraveling the very essence of a family um, and what it means. Yeah. And you're not just pointing all the blame at the children either. Know thyself. An examination of conscience has to be. Yes. Read. And, and that's Ancient a humbling. Wisdom. That's right. That's right. And yeah. that's a humbling experience and sometimes a painful one because some people don't want to let go of certain traits that they've they've had to develop either through the for their own survival techniques or just for their own experiences that they've had negative experiences. And, and it's not always easy to let go, but in order to create that harmony within the family, you've got to, you've got to let go. And the next song we have is called, do you want to introduce it? What's the title? Well, it's dance with your father. It starts with your father. Quite an apt title. I think today. Yes. He would carry 
This is Radio Maria. Very warm welcome back. And you're listening to Just Life. And we have Chido Candy on the phone here. Sorry, that was a, the next song. Rather good one too, but we'll save that for another time perhaps. And we've been speaking or we've been listening to Chido speak on the work he does. His, his evangelical work on, the, on parenting, leadership in the family, forming character and raising children in virtue. So back over to you, Chiro. Uh, thank you, um, Eddie. Um, well, um, as I, I was kind of touching upon um, before the the song, um, that 
really, what is you know the job of a mother and father? You know, what, what is it? It's just, as I say, to have that hilltop perspective to develop that strong family culture. Um, but essentially, the way I kind of sum it up, at least in in relation to the virtues, is to is to to make profound changes in their children's attitudes and habits. So we go back to word the word virtue. You know, strengths of character, habits of character, habits, um, and essentially. The whole of moral life, and I'll be covering these themes, as I say, in the next few few episodes. Um, the, the whole of moral life is the development from self to others to God, really. You know, this is at the heart of, of the formation we want to give our children. Um, we, want, we want to shape those attitudes, those, those habits, really. I don't know if you've come across this idea already of the, the pleasure, happiness, joy triangle, but imagine at the the bottom of that triangle, you've got pleasure. And that's where most young people are at the moment. And what's pleasure? Pleasure is, is short-term gratification. You know, it's, it's having a chocolate and then wanting another chocolate, you know, buying a car, wanting 20% bigger car. You know, it's that, that, you know, those, those, um, those short-term whims that are, are, are gratified, that's, that's pleasure. Right? And then next up, we've got happiness. And what's happiness? Well, for me, happiness is all about long-term best interests. Not short-term best interest like pleasure, but long-term best interest. And really, happiness is connected to virtue. So people who are trying to live a virtuous life, not just carry out virtuous acts. So it's not just about, you know, I, I've, I've done something kind, but I want to try and be a kind person. It's not just that, that I've done something that's responsible, but I want to be a responsible person. So individuals who are trying to be those, the, you know, the, are trying to, 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 to live and, and be people of, of integrity and virtue, you know, they're, they're, they're really heading towards happiness, this long-term, these long-term goals. And then right at the top of the triangle, we have joy. And what's joy? Well, you might think, you know, can there be anything above happiness? Well, yeah, because joy is when we align ourselves with God's will. When we in a faith to God, look, you know, I know that my, my personal holiness and my long-term happiness, happiness in this life and in the next, really is linked to aligning myself with, with, with your will. And this is what we want to take our children on, this journey from self, that independence, which is a great thing, by the way, being independent, great for their self-esteem and to begin to learn to, 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 to develop some of these strengths of character. But then we want to go further. We want, the, we want to take them from self to others because the world of virtue really is, is directed towards helping others in, in the family, their brothers, sisters, friends, uh, parents, and, and so on, and then later on out, out there in society. So the world of virtue often focuses with others, but then we want to lead them to joy, to God, where they're aligning themselves with, with God's will. And this is, the, this is the journey that parents really ought to be taking their, their, their children on, Eddie. Yeah, no, this is brilliant. I'm listening to every single word, and uh, it's all it's all resonating in my uh, in my psyche. Especially, uh, I love that elegy of the uh, of the triangle: mm. the pleasure, the happiness, and the joy. It's a, it's a very clear yeah. way. I mean, you you lay out and explain what you want to do in very clear mm. ways. It's not all wishy washy, and it's not you know too, yes too much it's, it's practical advice for for anyone but obviously if you're if we're christians and specifically catholics raising children i mean how tough you got seven of them how tough was it for you to uh to battle through those uh those obstacles of raising these children in this secular mm. postmodern atheist society 
Yeah, well, I mean, bearing in mind that my eldest are now, you know, my, my eldest is, is 27, 28. I'm sorry, I've got seven of them. I keep forgetting their ages. Okay, fair enough. But, uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, the, the oldest two are, are married anyway, as I mentioned before. Um, so they were growing up in a different time. Right? So, um, so I think the challenges were a little bit different, you know, as we talked about before. I think with the introduction of the smartphone you know, and, and, and various other changes, some of these social media platforms and, and, um, uh, and circles and so on, you know, things that the, the rules of the game has, uh, has changed. But, but, but fundamentally, fundamentally, what, what, what is the, the, the biggest challenge any parent has when it comes to raising their children and, and something that I had to, to face as well? Well, first of all, it, it's, it's going back to that looking in the mirror. You know, we need to start by having unity with our spouse, right? with our spouse. That's the starting point, right? Because I feel that, that so often this parental unity is, is, is lacking, um, that sometimes couples will have different views on how to raise their children, will have different goals and values. So where you have a couple, that is completely focused on teaching virtue. That's their game plan. So this is the couple that have gone away, you know, maybe before their kids have even got married or once their children have got married, they're having those date nights where, where, where together, or maybe those, it doesn't have to be date nights, it could be those moments when the children are in bed and they're talking, they're discussing about how they're going to fulfill their mission as parents to raise their children in virtue. And that parental unity is everything. Because when there is that parental unity, yes, mistakes are going to be made and sometimes we're, we're going to get it wrong. We're going to go over the top and we're going to discipline in the wrong way. Sometimes we're going to get it right, you know, uh, you know wrong. You know, these ups and downs, this is normal, um, really. But when there is that unity of purpose, when mum and dad are working together, I mean, you know, I, sometimes I used to use the example in, in, in the talks I gave at school. I mean, just imagine, you know, you have a mother who... Um, um, who has had problems with her two kids that evening, right? So dad's late coming back from, from work and she says, right, you know, wait till your father gets home and then, and then you know, he will also kind of tell you how important it is to, to have done what I asked you to do and, and, and so on, right? So, so she's kind of laid out, you know, just wait for that, that, your, your father to come back. And then when the father comes home, you know, kind of tiptoes up to the, to the bedroom um, where the two boys have, have been asked to go. And then, um, and then he kind of sits down on the bed and says to them, Look, chaps, you know, your mother's always going on at me in the same way. Don't worry about it, really. You know, now the thing is how undermining that yeah. would be, right? How undermining that would be. You know, what what the mother needs to see, what the wife needs to see is that her husband is going to be united and that the children can see that consistency. Um, you know, that 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 calm, consistent approach to parenting with both parents working together. Mm. You know, really, Eddie, that to me is at the heart of everything. And that's some a sense that my wife and I, I mean, she's also a teacher, so she worked at the school that I was the the the, the head of. Um, and these were ideas that we we shaped very, very early on in our marriage. We knew exactly, you know, how important that unity was going to be. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to give up a united front, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely crucial, um, really. And that's why I say to parents, and in fact, some of the episodes that I'm going to cover are, are going to, 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 to really focus on the relationship between um, um, husband and wife, because in the end, if we're going to build this strong family culture, we need to have strong marriages, right? We need to have strong, um, strong relationships, really. And so part of the work that I do is to also take sometimes a light-hearted approach to this as well, but, you know, getting across important truths mm. on how that relationship can be, can be, can be developed. Now, that really is, is, is absolutely key. And that's why, you know, listeners, if, if there's nothing else that you've picked up from, from today's um, um, program is book a date night. 
Yeah. Right? Book a date night with your with your spouse. Do it today, right? Um, if while it's fresh in your mind or whenever you're gonna hear this recording, book the date night. And, I hope my and wife is sure listening to you. Emanuela, <laughs> okay, well, um, book um, a date night. So what what kind of food are we looking at? Um it's, it's gotta be Italian, right, Eddie? No problem. Okay, it's gotta be it Italian, to be. right? Okay. So yeah, so uh, no, it doesn't have to be an Italian restaurant, although um, I highly recommend. Um, but but book book a date night where the two of you can can sit down, um, and you can you can talk about that hilltop perspective. You know, what kind of parents do we want to be, really? Um, yeah, you know, no, what, it's important. What, what, oh, that's oh. that's really you you know you you've hit a nerve there about booking that date night. It's very very important that uh, you mm. carve out a little bit of time three hours mm. or so with, with no children around either to disturb you, yes. to, to distract you and, um, and spend some time with yes. your significant other, your spouse, your wife, and uh, your, your, your husband. So yeah, I totally, totally agree on that. Then it gives you an opportunity to regroup and refocus because life is so hectic, as you know, so busy, so many demands mm. are coming from us mm. left, right and center, that if you don't have time to have these date nights and these, uh, mm. these catch-ups, Things mm. sort of foster, fester, and uh, and develop, and mm. Mm. things mm. need to be sort of spoken about. And, and look, Eddie. I mean, I also appreciate the fact that sometimes it's, it's very difficult, especially if you have um, that to, to kind of organise these date nights can be important, um, can be very difficult. They are important if we can um, have them great. But let me offer an alternative if this is not possible for whatever reason. And and even sometimes finding, finding childcare can be a real problem. Really, mm -hmm. you know, the extended family is no longer around. If you've got young children, there isn't the grandparent or yeah. the, 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 the the brother or sister, auntie or uncle who's around to look after the kids. So I, I, I do understand that. So let me offer an alternative to the date night, and that's the five minute cup of tea at the end of the day. You know, I, I remember once. Um, speaking to a father who had 10 children so at the time maybe we had four or five now if this guy can do it if he can if he can manage it then um unless anybody out there has got you know 15 kids or, or whatever and, and 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 says to me no no that's not possible but if he can do it um then it's possible and what did he do well he put at the same level of a spiritual norm doing his prayer um you know saying the rosary at the same level same level as that for him that at the end of the day, when the children were in bed, he was going to make his wife a cup of tea and they were going to sit down for five minutes, not necessarily 20 minutes, or, you know, I mean five minutes, five, 10 minutes, whatever, sure. just a short amount of time. No screens, no, t no, no TV, no, no smartphones or anything like that. And then it was going to be him making the cup of tea, sitting down, you listen, sorry, I talk, you listen, you talk, I listen, right? And, and, and those, five minutes or so 10 minutes um can be game changers in a relationship game changers and i remember him saying to me i challenge you chido to do that for a month right. and i thought look i mean come on how easy is that i mean how how easy is it to make a cup of tea at the end of the day and have that five minute conversation really well look, eddie i i challenge you i challenge any listeners if any man out there any any father husband can do this for a month seven days a week Without fail, right? Please write in, and um, happy to, to 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 issue a certificate of of achievement. Um, and you know, it's difficult. It's you, not, it's you know what? Good. I'm going to take you up on that. <laughs> Go for it, Eddie. Live and, on and air. I'm going to take you up on that. 
<laughs> right. Okay. That that that's serious accountability. I mean, now now you can't get out of this. I mean, does your wife listen to this show? She does. She does. I'm sure oh, she's right, okay. tuning in right now, listening. Definitely. Right. Okay. So, Eddie, you're on, you're, you're next on the line here. Mate. Emanuela I too. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's brilliant. Yeah. I can't wait for these programs to come out. I mean, already in just this short space mm. of time that we've had together this morning, we've been fortunate enough to have a little a little sort of uh, a preview of what's to come. And you certainly know, A, you've got the experience, B, you know what you're talking about, and C, you know how to put it in, into very clear order. Like I said, that you can see you've, uh, these things have been thought about, that you've structured them, that you've, uh, you've retweaked them perhaps. I can just tell by the way you're speaking that you've done this a thousand times before and it's your passion <laughs> and, your, and your calling. So good for you, you. For, for following the vocation, you know, and... Uh, We've all got our own vocation, and it's important that we we unlock it and uh, and follow it up. So, Great. listeners, here we are. Chiro Candia is going to be on air once a week, and it will be repeated twice. And they'll also have a podcast. What's the name of the program? Pro Parents. Pro Parent. There you go. And it does what it says on the can, right, Chiro? Exactly. Promoting confident parenting. Right. Well, we certainly need it. And you've certainly um, put a bit of wind in my sails this morning listening to these right. things. There's been a lot for me to, to reflect upon. And I hope the same for our listeners. So I want to thank Chiro again. And uh, I look forward to having you back on. Thank you very much, Eddie. And all these feelings are mutual. Thank you very much indeed, all listeners. Right. God bless. Bye-bye. Just Life, a programme from Radio Maria England.